This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. God is good. Give him a hand. Amen. Lord is good. Just love what the Bible says. It says, rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Amen. Just rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Tonight I believe I've got a word of God for you. It's not going to be a long, drawn-out thing, but I believe this is a word in due season. Somebody say due season. That means it's right on time. It's right for you. It's going to be just delivered to you by the Holy Spirit. And I believe it will penetrate your spirit. It will take growth. And what the Lord has been working with me on this week and this whole trip and this whole transition is right now we used to live. I didn't get a chance to really tell you all about us. But we lived in Stockton, California. I've lived there up in the north area, south of Sacramento, about an hour. Anybody know where Stockton's at? Okay, kind of know that area. It's northern NorCal. We call it the 209. All right. And so we're up there. I, 28 years we've, we've been living there. And so just this last year, the Lord had told us and called us out of there and said, you're going to move to Branson, Missouri. And I said, why? They don't have good Mexican food there. No, just kidding. And so how many know that there's an obedience to your faith? Meaning sometimes it's just this, this serving God stuff sometimes just isn't easy. How many know that Jesus said, listen, I've spoken all these things to you so that you could have peace. And then he says, there's going to be tribulation in the world. But then he said this, he says, don't worry because I've overcome it. Amen. He's overcome the world. So we have to have joy for this journey. And so tonight what the Lord wanted to release through through the gift of evangelism or whatever you want to call it is the joy for the journey. And so sometimes I believe we're all right there on a journey, in a journey, in an adventure, in a stage of our lives where sometimes we just feel kind of stuck. We feel like, man, I'm not advancing. I want to tell you today, you are advancing and you don't even know it. You don't want to buy the lie. What a great message this morning. If you weren't here, it was amazing. The the message this morning was liar, liar. And we found out that Satan is a complete liar. And he's going to try to stop your progression in where you're supposed to go. Amen. Now, he uses different forms. He uses alcohol, drugs, sex, all sorts of, you know, lustful things. He'll use anything he can to stop you. And what the first place he's going to attack is your joy life. He's going to attack your laugh. And so tonight, I believe in the season that you're at, we're going to have to have joy for the journey to get pushed through to the next level. Amen. Because you've got a calling of God on your life. You've got a purpose and a reason why you're all here. Turn to him and say, you're here for a reason. So recently when we did some uh, pictures for our CD, we went to a winery because they're beautiful to get pictures, right? They've got the background with all of the, the grape vines and da-da-da-da. So we went to this certain winery called Jesse's Grove. And we get over there. And I had to sign into the wine tasting room. So I was like, okay. So I'm going over there and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this noise. And all I could keep hearing was laughter. And people cutting up. Just ha, 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 hello. And just a buzz was going on. Somebody say a buzz. And I'm like, they were buzzed. They were in a wine taste. And I was like more... Eared up to that. You know what I mean by eared up? That means I was listening to that more than anything. And I'm like, what is this? 
So I walked through this little, they have a little bar there, you know, they had this little, this little wine cups with just a little thing and little cheese in there, you know, and they're doing this stuff and they're drinking this stuff. I mean, no, we don't need to drink any of that stuff. We need to come to church and get buzzed. Huh? It's happy hour. Woo! You know, we don't need that garbage. But I'm, I'm getting something from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said that's what that generation is looking for. And the church in some ways has lost their joy. You come in and it's like doom and gloom. Church of the chosen frozen. Not a smile in the building. I'm telling you, i got to preach to them. It says in the Word, don't be afraid of their faces. There's a reason. Sometimes we got to pull back our cheeks, show our teeth, even if it's just one. And smile. Listen, I'm from Missouri now. I see a lot of that. Come on. But how many know if, they, if Satan steals our joy, it could steal our progress. It could steal our divine call. But tonight, we're going to stir up the reservoirs of joy. There's going to be an oil of gladness. Isaiah talks about that there's an oil of gladness for the morning. There's some of us in here that have lost things, lost jobs, lost people we love. And there's an oil for that. It's called the oil of joy. Amen? So I'm at this winery. A buzz going on. Man. I mean, it's loud. And, it's, and the Holy Spirit said, listen, this is what the church is competing with. We need less wine tasting people. And we need more joy in the church. Amen. And here's the deal. God made us in a nature of ourselves. He made us to be joyful. He made us to want to get buzzed. He made us to want to laugh. There's this new phenomenon right now with the kids. It's called memes. Anybody know what this is? Just recently, I found Levi watching memes. I know, me either, brother. It's like I'm, I'm learning this stuff, right? It's Facebook land. It's all this stuff. Technology. But a meme is a picture of something funny, and then they'll put a saying on it. I couldn't even really give you an example right now. Do you got one? I don't know. But a meme, it's, and then you're laughing. And so Levi, like, he'll be on his iPad, and all of a sudden he just starts laughing. And he shows me a meme. Well, how many of you know the church needs some memes? We need to laugh. You know? We need to just relax and let the Lord fill us with his joy. Amen? Praise God. And so Acts 2.11, let's just go there. I'm going to go to Acts 2.11 real quick. Yeah, come on. Acts 2.11 is awesome. There was this certain thing happening in the Bible now. Jesus is dead and gone. He sent his Holy Spirit and Pentecost came. Something was stirring, something was bubbling, and something was happening. Somebody say something was happening. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I'm going to go to verse 11 here through 15. Let's do this. Well, let's just do this. And it says, and suddenly there came a sound, verse 2, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire, and it sat up on each of them. How many know when you mix wind with fire, it's dangerous? How many know it's spreadable? Amen. That's what was happening. And they were, say this, all filled with what? The Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I love how it says filled. Why does it say filled? Why does the Bible use these terms of drinking? It says, I will pour out of my spirit 
on your sons and daughters. Joel 2 says shed abroad, pulled out. And then it says in verse 15, go, go to this. It says it says for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is the third hour of the day. How many know it was early in the morning? And then it says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is thousands of years before and here it's coming and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Everybody say all say that's me. They shall prophesy your younger men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. How many of you know when you get filled, you see differently in the world. When you get buzzed and drunk, you get blurred vision. But when you get drunk in the Holy Ghost, he will open up things in your life. He will give you dreams and visions on your future. How many know it's time to drink of the Holy Ghost? Amen. And don't look at me like that because some of you used to tear it up. Some of you used to know how to do Friday nights. Boy, I'm telling you what. But when you drink of the Holy Ghost, there's no regrets. Come on, man. There's no regrets the next day. Amen. He begins to show you what's going on. I love what Isaiah 44, 3 says. This is an awesome scripture. It says, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. How many know this is for our kids too? How many know our kids don't need to compete with wineries, but they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They need to have the joy of the Lord. I'm telling you what, when we begin to have church again and we unlock the Holy Spirit from the basement and we let them come out into church service and have a good time, how many know that'll change lives? Amen. Amen. We cannot reserve a moment in the service for the Holy Spirit. He has to be ever present. He has to be in every service. And I'm glad we're in a church like that. Amen. Amen. I love what Romans 14, 17 says. Going fast. We're doing this hot and heavy. It's coming in hot. You ready? For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Some people are more excited about the potluck. Or the donuts. Come on now. I had some people looking at me funny. I'm going to go over here. That was scary right there. Right? If you're more excited about the potluck, the donuts, and the coffee, you might, buy, you might want to rethink why you're coming. Amen? The kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. Now, I love that. We had Mexican food today. Oh, Jenny's? Oh, can Jenny cook some vittles or what, man? Huh? I mean, I want her and my family. She got daughters, Levi. <laughs> I mean, come on. But it's not about that. It's a part of life down here, right? Some of us like eating a little more than others. I see it, but it's all good. We're, we're saving some stuff. But it's not about that. The kingdom of God, when we get up there, it's not going to be what's cooking on the barbecue at six o'clock. But it's this. Check out. Check this out. But... Righteousness. Come on now, we're righteous. I got righteous people in here today. Come on now. Come on. Point to yourself and say, I am righteous. Say, I'm seated together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Come on now, help me out. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Man, we're looking. Hey. You need to really believe that. 
Satan's been beating some of you up saying, I'm just an old thing. I'm just this or that. It's, it's not that. You are brand new. You're not repaired. You're not broken, but you're new. And I love that. So you're righteous tonight. And it says, and peace. Don't you love peace? And then it says, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody just say, ha ha right now. Right? For he that is in these things serveth Christ, listen to this, is acceptable to God. There's the formula right there. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. These are signs and characteristics of a tongue-talking, spirit-filled Christian. You get happy, happy, happy. I got some happy people in here today. Huh? Is it when you go to the store and you get in that line, it's all gloom and doom, or you just smile at that, 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 that person that's checking you out and saying, hey, I'm going to laugh today. Hey, hey. You got to get in there. I mean, I know they're taking your money and you've been working hard, but just go right through there and let them vegetables fly through and just smile. And next time say, is that all it costs? She'll perk up. Go into the gas station attendant and mess with him. Just go into a gas station and say, man, gas is cheap today. That's crazy, but it works. We can take one side of the world where it's negative and despair, or we can be at peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? This is what the kingdom of God is all about, and we best get ready for it. Amen? So let us, it says, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. When you edify, that means when you exhort your brother or sister that you're sitting by right now, when you say good things about them, because we're a body of Christ, amen? amen? We love each other, so we need to be a friendly bunch. We need to say, hey, you look good today. Hey, those new shoes, man, I like that stuff. I, where'd you get them? Can I borrow them? <laughs> Just kidding. Your hair looks good today. We need to say more things to get people to smile. Is that true? Yeah. A lot of times we just come and go and we never see, see each other smile or laugh. We need to laugh together, cry together, be together. We are the body of Christ. Amen? So I love what Isaiah 61 says. I remember telling you guys the oil of joy. It says to appoint them unto mourning Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. How many of you know we need joy for the journey? We need joy, right? Psalms 45, 7 says this. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, listen to this, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Jesus Christ needed joy to go to Calvary. Many times we see pictures of him crying and bleeding and all of that. And that is part of it. But I'm going to tell you through the scriptures in Hebrews right now, 12 2, that Jesus had to have joy for his journey. Without joy, Jesus wouldn't have had the strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We need joy. We need joy for our journey. Jesus had the most horrible, horrible road to Calvary. It was not easy. But he had joy. And here's what it says in Hebrews 12 too. looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Here it goes. You ready? Who for the joy. Everybody say joy. joy. 
that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And it is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You say, preacher, man, how can joy in the cross be in the same sentence? Because he loved you. He loved you. And he knew that after it was all said and done, that him and daddy father up in heaven, were going to sit back and just laugh at the devil for what Satan tried to do. Amen. If Jesus had joy, how many know we can have joy tonight? Here's an interesting fact. You ready for a fun fact? Oil properties. These are properties of oil. And oil is any neutral, nonpolar chemical substance that is a viscous liquid, viscous liquid at ambient temperature. And get this, and is both hydrophobic. Turn your name and say you're hydrophobic. This means it is emissible with water, literally water fearing. So that means when you get excited and somebody tries to rain on your parade and you got the oil of gladness all over you, that oil will just slick right off you. They say sometimes like a water off a duck's back. You ever heard that? Huh? It just ain't going to affect you. That nobody can rain on your joy because it's water fearing. Amen? So it's, it's hydrophobic. So you're hydrophobic. And then there's another one. It says it's lipophilic, which means fat loving. It loves to be around other oils. Turn your name and say, you're fat loving right now. You're lipophilic and hydrophobic. Some of us got more of that lipophilic going on, but that's all right. There's more to love. Amen. So you've got to know this, right? The oil properties as I was going through these. And then listen to this. Oils have a high carbon and hydrogen content. Which makes them extremely flammable and surface active. How many know that we have to have an active surface? We gotta be on fire, man. We are flammable. We need to wear those placards, you know, the, the triangles on those trucks that haul gas. Say, watch out, I'm about ready to explode right now. I'm on fire. Right? Come on, somebody. Amen. Oil. We are flammable human beings. When you get us set up and fired up, we might just self-combust. Amen? Some of you looking at me like, who is this crazy preacher? Who is he talking to tonight? I'm talking to somebody. Amen? Amen? Here's the other thing. You need, cars need oil. Cars need oil. You have to change them sometimes. Sometimes cars, if you don't change their oil, they'll break down and go clankety-clank and clunkety-clunk. And I, I, I see Christians like that all the time. They need oil. They've got high mileage on their car. And without the oil of gladness to get changed up in them, they're going to run out. Their parts are going to rust. Amen. Turn your neighbor and say, you ain't going to rust. Right? Man, we need to be lubricated with the oil of joy. In the Old Testament, they threw oil on everything. It was a sign of anointing. It was a sign of, uh, of God's presence. And I just remember, I could just see it, man. The Old Testament, they were all shiny people. They all had olive oil just spread all over them. Well, how many know in the new dispensation, we can have joy. We can have peace. We can laugh at the situation. When that bill's past due, and there's people in there right now. Bills are past due. Pressure. Money pressure. You know what you do? Ha, 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 You laugh. Let me try over here. When that bill's due and you just rely on God, you stand in faith and that bill's due, you just go, ha, 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 it's going to get paid. Hear that, Satan? 
For God supplies all our needs. Amen. In that healing you've been believing for. Well, I feel sick and tired and I'm back hurt and my knees hurt. All you got to do is say, ha, 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 ha. Nuh-uh. There's something about a faith laugh. There's a lady in the Bible named Sarah. Sarah was trying to give birth to something she had to laugh about. She was old in age and God told her, you're going to have a son. And she needed to birth that. There's some birthings that need to happen in here. And Sarah laughed and you need to laugh. You need to laugh to birth something. Amen. Can you imagine even then there's Abraham going, are you kidding me? At my age, we're going to have a kid. When, could you imagine you having a kid at 100 years old? Could you imagine walking to Walmart with the new stroller at 100 years old? And you got that baby and somebody says, who's that your grandkid? You say, no, that's my son. Think that gets some laughs? Sarah laughed. Look it up. I'm telling the truth, right? She laughed. She had to giggle about that big deal. You know, God wants to do big deals in your life. He's got adventures for you. He wants to pull you through to your next level of destiny. But without joy, you could come up short. So I think if Sarah laughed, we need to learn to laugh. So let's just laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Come on. That's right. Amen. Praise God. I love what the Bible says about this. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A merry heart doeth like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. But I love that. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Listen. We don't need more pot dispensers. I need a bigger amen on that. Come on, California. I know you're in California, but that's subject to change, all that stuff. You don't need more pot dispensers. But I tell you what, I guarantee if the church got a hold of this laughter thing and they had laughing times and they just got filled, I guarantee a sickness would start leaving. It heals your body. We excrete things out of our body when we laugh. It's good for us. Hallelujah. I love the biblical stories of cheer. I'm going to give you one real quick. Here's a, uh, an example in the Bible. It's in Mark 6, 45 through 50. I want to read this short story. And then we're going to wrap this up. We're going to start laughing. It's fun to laugh at Satan too. He hates nothing more than you laughing at him. You know what I mean? Just, just laughing at him. It's just like you're saying, you know, nah, it's over. Don't buy the lie. Just laugh. I love Mark 6.45. It says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into a ship. You all know the story. And to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, this is his disciples, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea. I love this because Jesus is praying right now. He's telling his disciples, listen, I'll catch up with you. In the back of the disciples' minds, they're going, how's he going to do that? But they do it anyway. They get in the ship. Jesus says, I'll catch up with you later. Now, they probably didn't even really think about that. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, at a late time of the evening, Jesus decides to pray first. He's getting heavenly instructions from God. I believe at this moment, God the Father is saying this. He says, I want you to go scare those guys out there. They need to laugh. And I'm going to show you why. One of the first things Jesus says. So here it goes. Evening was come. Ships in the midst of the sea. He was alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. How many know sometimes we're toiling? 
Yeah, just keep going through the groove. How many know tomorrow's Monday? Back to the grind, right? Ha 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 ha. Right, right. We're going back to where we got to go. How many know we can't just have this in church, this joy stuff? We gotta, we gotta get it out there Monday through Friday, right? So here's these boys toiling. No, no high speed motors. They're rowing, and Jesus is watching us. He's going, man, wait till I get a hold of these guys. For the wind was contrary unto them. That means it was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the on the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. One of the gospels says they cried out for fear. How many of you know when you cry out for fear, it's sure to come. When you cry out for it, it'll be there. And then they said, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, here's Jesus's first words. Be of good cheer. Are you serious? I did the study on that. It says be of a good laughter. So he was telling them in their fearful, fearful moment, laugh. If you're dealing with fear tonight and it's knocking on your door, there's one thing you can do. <laughs> be of good cheer. How many know you got to laugh fear away? Amen. It is I, he says, be not afraid. And he went up into them in the ship and the wind ceased. And it says, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure. They're like, wow, that was you. Wow. And wondered. They were just awestruck. And then it says, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And that's another, that's another sermon right there. How many know Paul was shipwrecked, snake bit? He was standing in front of King Agrippa. And the first words he says, I think myself happy. How many know that he needed joy for his journey? How many know, how many know Paul had it pretty tough? But he did it. And I believe in this season that we're at right now, in this season that we're at, in each one of your adventures, in each one of your stories, the Lord is just trying to deliver a little bit of joy tonight and say, listen, it's going to be okay. You can do this and you can laugh in the face of adversity. You can laugh at Satan when you're downstruck, when you're in fear, and it's going to stir your spirit up. I used to have this friend in high school named Rhett Kruzinga. And Rhett was this guy in school, man, when we would get going and laughing, we wouldn't stop. It was like, you ever get the giggles, man? You're just like, oh my good, you got it. It just seems like the more you try not to laugh, oh, the more it comes out. And so we would always kind of get into trouble, the teachers would have would have to deal with us. We'd get separated. But even from the other corner of the room, there'd be the, <laughs> you'd hear him, you know. And he was one of these guys that he laughed so hard and he laughed so uncontrollably, he'd wet his pants. And so his mom started packing an extra sack with jeans in it. So he'd have his little lunchbox in one hand and a sack with his jeans because his mom gave up. She says, I'm just going to pack an extra pair of pants and underwear for him so he can take care of that at lunchtime. And so I thought that in the church, we, if we just needed to start carrying an extra sack with pants in it, because we need to laugh more. So when you see your friend walking around with a pair of jeans, you know they're wanting to laugh, man. It's like time to release, right? We need to laugh. Rhett knew how to do it, and I'm sure he loves me sharing this story all over the world. If you're out there somewhere, Rhett, I love you, man. There's different styles of laughter. Every uh, The years I've been doing this and the years I've been trying to 
get people to stir up their laughter. There's the snorter. You'll meet people that just get on there and they're, I mean, they're bringing back stuff, you know, it's like it's supposed to come out. You need to, you know, they're trying to release, but at the same time, there's like this. We, we knew people that snort. We, we meet them, you know, they call them the snorter. Well, what in the world is that? Right. Then we got the heavy breather. Heavy breathers just, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you, think, you don't know whether to do CPR or just let them die. You know what? Hey, are you okay? I got your back. Well, yeah, there's ways to stir this stuff up, right? These are just my, you know, my depictions of what I've learned over the years. Then there's the crier. My mom's the crier. She just starts weeping. You think they're just crying, but they're just, their tears are flowing. I tend to be a crier once in a while. Then there's the silencer. Nothing. Where is that? It's like you almost think they're going to pop. They're turning seven different shades of red. It's like, let it go. Let it go. The silencer. Got any silencers in here? I thought there's a few here. So it's always one or two, you know. We talked about the wetter. There's a wetter. They just lose it. It's like, okay, we're just going to let it all go. Then there's the kicker. Don't sit by somebody that's a kicker. They're just there. It is right there. They're just. I mean, it gets it gets wild, right? God created us to be a people of laughter. Right now, as the Holy Spirit's ministering to you, there's oil of gladness being dripped into your bodies, into your spirit, man, because the spirit man needs to be strengthened so you can have joy for the journey. He wants you to go to the next place. Don't get stuck in Depressville. Move into Joyville. Come on, somebody. I got a, I got a little girl named Joy right now, and I'm just thinking of her face. And, and we named her Joy because she's joyful. She's full of joy. Amen? And we need to be full of joy. All right, so here's what science says. That was Brian's styles of laughter that I kind of noticed. There's probably many more, but... I looked this up. You can Google this, okay? If you know about Google, Google this stuff. The scientist world says there's different characteristics. One's called the chuckle. It involves chest muscles with deeper pitch. So, this is a lower. Right in here. Then there's number two, a chortle. Nothing to do with turtle. Chortle. The sound, it originates even deeper in the chest and involves muscles of the torso. Is that tor- torso, right? Usually provokes laughter in others. So, <laughs> it comes out, right? Then there's just the straight scientific word laugh. Involves facial, thoracic, as well as abdomen. And extremities. And it has a sound of barking or snorting. Listen, who needs a gym membership? This is working your whole body. (laughs) Right? You don't need to spend money on the gym. Then there's the cackle. First involuntary stage. Here we go. Pitch is higher and the body begins to rock. Spine extends and flexes. Here, that's a workout right there, right? I'm sweating. Come on, everybody try it. Do this. Come on, move around. There you go. 
with an upturning of the head. Oh, oh, oh. You're right. Who needs gyms? Goofaw. That's the next one. A goofaw. Full body response. The feet stomp. The arms are waving. Good Lord, look out. Thighs are slapped. The torso's rocking. Sound is deep and loud. It may result in free-flowing tears, increased heart rate, and breathlessness. <laughs> it's the strongest solitary laughter experience. It's called a goofaw. Some of you are laughing right now, and it's been a long time. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good just to know you can? You start laughing, and you watch your problems start disappearing. You just I don't care if you got to stir it up and get a funny movie. Or do something that's good like that, or, or just have a have a joke day at church or something. I don't know. You figure it out. But you need to laugh. Bring your best joke, even if it's a knock knock joke, and just laugh. We of the people of God that are spirit filled need to take laughter into the streets, highways and byways. Amen. That was a goof. Here's a howl. Volume and pitch rise higher and higher. Body becomes more animated. Now it's out of control. There's a roar. It says loose individuality. You're just all over the place. Then there's a convulse. Body is completely out of control. In a fit of laughter resembling a seizure, man. I mean, you're on the ground. Just Can you imagine that, huh? What the world? Now, I'm not saying we all need to do that, but we need to laugh more, right? It says this in that one. It says extremities flail aimlessly. Balance is lost. You're gasping for breath and you're you're going to collapse or fall off your chair. Kids laugh. I love being around kids because they like to be funny. They have fun. And I think sometimes when we get a little I mean, this is real applicable stuff tonight. This isn't heavy revy, but this is really important because as we get older, I want to be the old guy that's laughing. You know what I'm saying? I want to be that guy that says, you know what? I'm going to laugh that off. It's okay to laugh with people and laugh with each other. You know what I'm saying? And then there was actually one case that a guy died from laughing. So here's the good news. If life's really bad and you just laugh and you die, you're going to make it to heaven anyway. Come on. So it's a win-win, all right? You just got to learn to let it go and laugh. So tonight, as the Holy Spirit's been ministering to us on laughter, I believe that there is the presence of God is here and the oil of joy is here to be able to release into your lives and impart into your lives some things that you've been struggling with, some things that you literally feel like a wall. I mean, it's just like, oh my God. It's almost like I can hear people in this room right now saying, I've been denied. I've been denied. But I'm going to tell you tonight, we're going to have some of you come up. We want you to gather. We're going to lay hands on you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.